new, vintage, and beyond. Covering all things automotive. This is Car Talk, part of Nightline with Dr. James Pikeaway, only on Dubai Eye 103.8. All right, here we go. It is that time of the week where we get to talk about tires, bumpers, seat belts, cup holders, radios. And who better to have joining us than the boys from MotoringMiddleEast.com. That's MotoringMe.com. This evening, we only have one. Imtishan's here. Yeah, you have one boy. (laughs) One boy. The other boys are busy. They've got things to do. The other boys are busy. I mean, that's the excuse, and they're sticking to it. Just can't trust anybody these days. Fraser is an undisclosed location. Shazad is an undisclosed mission. There we go. Everyone's on missions. That's good. That means you're going to be bringing cool stuff into the studio to talk about. And in fact, we're going to kick off with that because you, after getting out of Comic-Con, and I do have a little beef, just a small one. No Batmobile sitting out front. Is it a wheel or what sort of beef? No Batmobile sitting out front. No Nothing. Nothing. We Where, wanted a Batmobile. Where's the automobile? There's that one that's in the city somewhere. There's one. It belongs to a very, very well-known family. And yeah. hopefully next year we'll get it. I the, mean, if they're amenable to bring it out, if they're listening. The Shaggy and Scooby mystery machine. There's one of those somewhere in the city as well. You know what I want? The yeah. A-Team van. That's what that that's here too. The, the legendary Dubai A-Team van, which yeah. actually does exist. See, that... Film. If you've thing. seen it, send in a picture or give us a call, send an SMS because we know it's out there. I've seen it. Yeah, so we need to we need to get those vehicles next year. Yeah, <laughs> next year or this yeah. year if we can. You know, so hey, we get the hats off, hats off though to Arafat and his team oh, and big, all of the volunteers, which, which is, includes me. Yeah, well, includes you, all the volunteers because it's a huge volunteer community. Yeah, that puts that thing on. And actually, and this is not just talking about comics because there was a column and because Nissan yeah, yeah. our friends in Nissan were out there at the event as well and they had a Tida nice. which they were painting uh, with uh, a manga style uh, designs on the side Fantastic. and I gotta say I mean I'm not sure about the choice of car because Tida doesn't strike me as a manga car but it was a nice effort and the car turned out pretty nice at the end of okay. it so yeah, yeah why yeah, not yeah okay cool yeah I always like to start off with what you're driving but let's talk about what you have been driving for the last two days because this you is hotly this, an- cool. <laughs> this was hotly anticipated. It's the new Jeep Cherokee, yeah. which is the smallest Jeep we have at the moment. This rep- replaces the old Cherokee, which I formerly known as the old Liberty and the Dodge Nitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is basically the entry-level Jeep now. And the question everybody's wondering is, A, why does it look like that? Yeah, it's got a pretty style. It's got a schnoz on it. It's got yeah. a weird <laughs> face, which maybe only its mother could love. And it's got. But you well, know, if you if you like if you like things like the Evoke, you know, it's got lots of angles and things and bits and things and bits. It, well, it's it's got character. Yeah, I mean, when 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 typically you'd want to say something nice about something that you're not sure it's about, you just say it has character. It's a character. Well, it's the thing. You either love it. Or you hate it. Yeah, there is point. no middle ground on that car. <laughs> there is absolutely no middle ground. It is what it is, and what it is 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 what it is. Yeah. But having said that, I liked it. I liked it from day one because I like weird-looking, odd-looking cars. This coming from the guy who's driving a, a Wrangler. Yeah, it's I not, mean, nothing odd or weird about the look of your vehicle. Yeah, but it the is, guy who owns two Toyota Corollas. There's nothing odd or weird about those. And nobody even remembers what those cars look like. I challenge you right now, if you own a Corolla, draw a picture of it and you'll be stumped. <laughs> even if you own the keys. 100 to 150,000. Yeah, prices just announced 150,000. Well, that's a bit of a fib because the 100,000 is a 4x2 car, which we won't be getting here. 
Well, who we will be that? at some point. But who if, would want that anyway? Yeah, I mean, why would you order a 4x2 car? If you're ever in, you know, I mean, it rains a, a bit. It's a, a Jeep. It's a Jeep. You're getting 4x4, four four, you're getting nothing. So really, the prices start at 109. Okay. Um, and that is the exact price. I'm not uh, guesstimating. That is the price, 109,999, which means 110. Okay. Come on, trading <laughs> the price. <laughs> And it goes up to 150 for the tray lock. And actually, it's 160 if you get the limited with the extra kit. But I would just say stop at the tray lock because it has everything. Okay. Everything. Here's the question. You drive a Wrangler. Mm. If I get the Trailhawk Edition mm. with the funky looks, with the cool or hideous LEDs, depending on how you want to want Where you stand roll, on that side of the fence, yeah. yeah. We'll talk LEDs in a little bit because I, I, I thought I was over Must we? LEDs. Must we? I thought I was over them until today. And you thought you were out and they pulled oh, you back in? Yeah. It's like, oh, you. I almost wanted to stop and pull over and talk to this guy, but I didn't want to get beat up. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. So, so, moving on. How's this thing in the sand? Because, honestly, it doesn't look like Oh, we're sand. just going straight for the jugular, yeah, are we? We're going for it because uh, that's all that matters at this point. I mean, well, we could talk about really the rest. Does it matter, though? Because is anybody taking their little crossover? Does anybody, what's the last time you saw a RAV4 in the sand or a CRV or an Evoke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Evoke is super capable in the sand. But it's but a Jeep. I'm never going to see one. But it's, it's a, a Jeep. Jeep. That's it. When <laughs> that's you put those four letters on a car, it. it's got to be able to do it. Right. And I'm very pleased... And I believe me, I had a sleepless night the night before because it, I I thought it was looking like it wasn't going to be able to do it because it looks really low and it looks yeah. like a bit toy-like. In the sand, this thing is sensational. Absolutely whoa, whoa, whoa. sensational. Say, say this again? Sensational. And don't ask me to say all the syllables because I'm really tired. Sensational. Sensational. And you were you skeptical? I, I, I was and still am skeptical because my brain doesn't connect with what I actually did today because yeah. this car is super capable in the sand. And the approach angles, it never got hung up once, really? went over dunes, dropped off big drops. This thing will go anywhere a Wrangler will. And that's wow. high praise. Wow. I mean, longevity is something that remains to be seen because it isn't built as tough. I mean, it is a car like car-based platform at the end of the day, but it can do it. And it's got some very clever four-wheel drive stuff happening. I mean, mm. so it's got, basically it's front-wheel drive, but it has a power takeoff unit that sends power to the rear wheels as necessary. And you can lock that. Uh-huh. And this has all the toys of Wrangler. So it's got low range. It's got a super low range on the Trailhawk and the regular one is a normal low yeah. range. It's got a diff lock at the back and it's got a nine-speed automatic. Nine-speed? I know, right? Why do what? we need nine speeds? Yeah, it must get amazing fuel economy. Well, at um and at 120 and above, it's barely ticking over this engine. <laughs> it's just barely turning over. I mean, what have um, we what have we done? No, no. This is the thing. I mean, I I also drive a Wrangler and I take that thing on the on the regular road on the tarmac, and you know you're driving a Jeep. A make, block of wood going through the air. Pretty much. I yeah. mean, make no bones about it. I'm driving an older model than yours, but. It oh, is, nothing has changed. Yeah, so it is. It is still just. You know that you're in a jeep. Yeah. How's this? How's this baby? On the highway, I mean, we were cruising on the way back at about 120 plus a bit, plus yeah. a little bit. Five up in the car with luggage, and you think you'd be sluggish, but it was going at about just over 1500, RPM, really? and it was just ticking over the engine. It was beautiful. Wow. You had passing power. You know, the, the feel off-road was was light, but on-road was it, on-road. It feels substantial. It feels really? heavy. It feels planted in the way a German car, which is a neat trick to pull off. How don't did they you do think? that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's a bit of suspension to it. The suspension is very, very surprising because mm. it doesn't look like it's got a lot of up and down motion yeah. or a lot of lateral movement. But in the sand, it's always touching the ground. And as Fraser, yeah. 
would say uh, wheels on the ground <laughs> means traction <laughs> wheels in the air no traction <laughs> it is really really surprising and yeah. it's you amazing see. for what it is because you think for the amount of money you're getting yeah. you would expect it to be okay you expect it to be yeah. a beach cruiser yeah. but this will actually do real proper desert and you, said you had five Five, five people in the car. Strapping men in this vehicle. Well, we had Jack Rudensel, the president of Chrysler, in the back. And he's not a small man, but he was in the back of it. He was comfy. He he five? Was. Jack was in the back? And Jack was in the back. Yeah. I mean, it was a laborer. It was a laborer bus, this thing was. It was, to wow. it was very, very good. With luggage? With luggage. Well, mostly my luggage. <laughs> I travel heavy. <laughs> but great car. I mean... Okay, I can't. It's not an unmitigated rave. There are yeah. a few things that are there. Are a few plastics here and there. That I think okay, mm, could be a little bit better. Jack the, will be on that. He'll be sending notes. Oh, back. he'll totally be sending me notes. And the nine-speed, it's a lot of speeds. And you know, unless yeah. you have it in sport, yeah. it it's typically biased towards fuel economy. I can see why a lot of people wouldn't like that because yeah. you but you, you can turn it off. Well, you can slip into sport, yeah. but regularly it's trying to save gas. Okay. So you'll be driving along and you press, and it's like okay, where's the power? And then you you go a little bit further down on the on the accelerator pedal and suddenly it drops four gears <laughs> and there there's the power so you have to get used to it yeah. you just have to get used to it the 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 50000 durham question hmm. how's the stereo oh snap i didn't think i would listen to the stereo <laughs> you didn't turn it on i didn't turn the stereo on well, this is why we have a further Jack, update. Jack, I know you're listening. Can you give us an update on the sound system? Because that's important. It is crucial, actually. I mean, the kind of person who drives this car, yeah, it will be. But I think, you know, yeah. let's not sunroof? take it away. Did it have a sunroof? No. Does, no sunroof. Can you get a sunroof? I think you can on the limited model. But okay. it's nice not thing. hardcore. I mean, yeah. I, I okay. wouldn't gotcha. push that kind of car. Yeah. But as a kind of person who is an adventurous, the kind of person who's seen all those ads that all the companies try to sell you of that guy with yeah. the glasses and the shorts, yeah. bear grills yeah. lifestyle, surfs yeah. on the weekends, yeah. you know, punches bears in the afternoon. We're there. This is that kind of car. Oh, man, makes you feel good. This is a, it's doing what a Jeep does. It, it it takes it says adventure. Come on, let's go on an adventure. Yeah. So by by week you've got the suit on. You're, yeah. You're heading over to the financial center. Yeah. By the weekend, you're heading out to do some... You're heading to the mall, yeah. but you're, you're thinking adventure. But if there's a chance to go even off-road for a minute, yeah. you know that you can do you it. You can do it, and the car will do it just fine. Oh, man. A lot of fun. This is Car Talk. Imtishan is here from Motoring Middle East, and you're on a quest. We to, are on a quest. The Mustang, the new, I've, I've been looking at all sorts of publicity coming out. We've got, it's 50 years, right? It is 50 years in the Mustang, and that's why we've decided to do something a little bit special. Mm-hmm. We are looking for the owner of the oldest, coolest vintage Mustang in the UAE. So if you've got one, get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Yell at us, shout at us, mm-hmm. and we want to feature your car on the website. We want to shoot it. And... There is a little bit of a bonus as well. Oh, if you get bonus picked, is always good. If you get picked, uh-huh, uh-huh. you will get to take part in Dubai's Mustang celebration, which is a massive parade through the center of town. And you may be at the front in your cool Mustang. And, <laughs> and there's more. Okay, hold there's on. There's more. So because, hold on. You're looking for a cool Mustang to yeah. feature on Motoring Middle East. Yeah. I, that cool Mustang will get predominant placement in the parade. It'll get very predominant placement in the parade because it's cool and it's yeah. awesome. And, and, and better than that, here's the one that you won't expect but you're going to love. You are going to get to drive the 2015 Mustang ahead of everybody else. Oh, man. Enough incentive for you? Yeah. <laughs> Z said it is just a heart stopper. Yeah, well, I think Z might be in the car with you. Oh, did I mention that out loud? So, 
I think that's enough incentive. So if you know somebody with a cool vintage Mustang, tell him to get in touch with us. Tell her to get in touch with us. Tell it to get in touch with us. Yeah, if you've got one, get in touch with the folks at Motoring Middle East. That's MotoringME.com. Yeah. MotoringME underscore on Twitter, on Instagram, and the Motoring list goes Middle on. Motoring Middle East, yes. And, and you know, over 80,000 people follow you guys on Facebook. And I've got to say, I, I love the Facebook uh, side of what you guys do because there's just so much content put up there on a daily basis. Love the pics. I'm not quite sure where Shazad is in that snow shot that's up there, but looks kind of kind of weird. <laughs> he looks kind of weird. We always that like too, to say that too. But it was, it was one a of great, a kind. Yeah, it was, it's a great. It's yeah. it's just fantastic. So that's that's kind of cool and kind of fun. Chris has come through with a question. He says, "Look, I'm moving back to the UK this summer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he's looking for." A fuel-efficient family car, maybe an estate, something. He doesn't, you know, it's almost like we're talking about the the Jeep. He doesn't want to, you know, nine nine gear, nine-speed gearbox would work well. He wants fuel-efficient. I mean, Europe. Uh, which part of Europe is going back to? Is it the UK? Yeah, it's the UK. Yeah. Um, you're looking at some sort of diesel because yeah. that's just typically all the way the tax bans and CO2 and stuff works out out there. I don't know. European market, not my speciality, but I will say you're looking at something like a Nissan Qashqai. Very, very they, popular car. Yeah, we never there. talk about that thing. It's not super popular out here. It's got that weird name. I always think of yeah, Sasquatch. <laughs> There's no... D- d- nothing I think at all. Cash and Carry. Cash, <laughs> cash and Carry. I just think a Sasquatch in a Qashqai, that to me is, is the great ad. But you think, So diesel for sure. So for Chris, number diesel one. Diesel Qashqai. Diesel, diesel Qashqai. It's a family car. It's, I mean, I, I like station wagons. I think station yeah. wagons are awesome and cool. Now what, what about the Opal? Which one? The Opal Insignia. Insignia is nice. There's, there's, a, there's a, an estate vehicle there. There isn't. It is a very, very nice estate. It is possibly Big. one of the nicest estates money Beautiful. can buy. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you want something stylish, get the Opel. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be mad, get a CTSV. <laughs> <laughs> it comes as a wagon, folks. No, no, Subaru? Subaru? Um, it's fallen a bit out of fashion, those cars, don't you think, now? I mean, the Impreza and all that were really cool about 10 years ago. I don't think they're comfortable, so, but I know lots of people love them, and they, they love them. If to you want to make your family sick, get an Impreza. <laughs> <laughs> you want make them throw up in the bends. Oh, but, you know, oh, but anyway, the new Impreza, the WRX, doesn't come as a wagon. It is a hatch, it is a oh, sedan only, or a saloon. Now, now, hold on a sec. I, I, I see all these ads yeah. as I'm driving down Sheikh Zayed Road. On the right-hand side, if you're heading to Abu Dhabi, Volkswagen is going out of control with the Tiguan and the other one. The other one? It <laughs> <laughs> was so specific. <laughs> the Tiguan and the Touareg. The Tiguan and Touareg, yeah. I mean, if you've no, got the... Very different vehicles. Very different 169 vehicles. here, uh, or 162, I think. The 159 is one of the prices, I think. That would be for the Touareg, yeah. I would imagine. The Tiguan is a lot cheaper. So, what about something like that back in the UK? Diesel? Again, I mean, you get them as diesel. Oh, they have a very good petrol engine. Basically, it's a Golf GTI motor. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... The traditional hatchback is still doing pretty well, but people are moving towards crossovers because you think, mm. okay, I get a little bit more ride out, I get loaded out over traffic, I get yeah. more space. Potholes. <laughs> Rough weather, you know, you got yeah. you got that Philippa four-wheel drive. Flooding, so you, yeah. Well, the UK floods a lot yeah. now. So, yeah, I mean, I would I would go for a crossover now. Not the, You don't need, like a Panda will do you, a Fiat Panda will do you <laughs> just fine. You know, that'll go anywhere. That is a lovely little car. A Fiat Panda? Yeah. But, you know, it's the UK. You have a ton more choice than we do yeah. in small crossovers. So yeah. have fun with it. But obviously, you just can't buy, like, a Pajero out there is a monster truck in the UK. Yeah. 
So mm. it's just too big for the center of London. Mm. Whereas out here, it's like a Tida, <laughs> comparatively speaking. Yeah. So you know, I th- it probably comes down to budget as well. And yeah. This is something, Chris, that we're we're we have no idea what you're looking at for a budget because again, you could you could jump into some of the Kia and Hyundai products. Well, Sportage. Yeah. Or Sportage. 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 Yeah. If you're being slightly snobby, uh, yeah. Sportage. So you know, there's that, that's a great option. Yeah. And they're, they're selling like hotcakes. So, if I'm not mistaken, the UK police force uses the sportage quite mm. extensively. Mm. So if it's good enough for the cops, <laughs> it's good <laughs> enough for you. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Tamashi has come back. Nissan Armada versus Chevy Tahoe. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting matchup, actually. It is an interesting matchup. And well thought out, Tamashi. Well yeah. thought out. Because those two cars are literally going to go head to head now because they're full size yeah. seven seaters, both got V8 engines. Well, isn't, isn't the Armada almost an eight seater? The Armada is a 50 seater, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that thing's huge. It's I mean, it's giant. bigger than the Tahoe. It's giant. But the Tahoe is also a full size car. I mean, there isn't really anything smaller or Prado size. New, new, new Tahoe is, On the is way. just coming off the grill. Yeah. There are, they are running around Dubai. See if you can spot them. They are on the way. We mm. haven't driven one yet, but we can hazard a guess based on the fact that it's based on the new Silverado that it's going to be pretty good because you've driven the new Silverado quite a bit. Um, so the Armada or the Silverado, did what's you just, your bet? Did you just snort on my radio station? I might have snorted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I love the Armada, but there's just, uh, coming from North America... The Tahoe just it just bites at me and it just says, you know what? That's a car, a truck. What else is case. it? <laughs> it's a real truck. It's a man's machine. It is a man's machine. I mean, the Armada is nice, but it I always is. thought it's a bit too big. I mean, if you're gonna buy an Armada, why wouldn't you buy a Patrol? Yeah. I mean, it's in sort of it's close enough that it's our Noxon Patrol territory, and that is huge. Yeah. The Patrol, it's huger. The Tahoe for me is more car-like. It's definitely more fuel efficient because it's got that very, very clever V8 that becomes a four-cylinder on the yeah. highway. It's got a lot more toys in it. It's got Chevy's new miling system. The Armada's just a bit old now. Well, that's it's, it. It must be up for a, a Both are made in America, interestingly. Really? Yeah. It must be up for a revision, the Armada. I don't or know. Nissan's been keeping away. I mean, the new one is on the way. There's a yeah. new Titan on the way. So, obviously, really? there'll be a new Armada on the way as well. Mm. But Nissan doesn't update as fast as Chevy has. Okay. So... I'd, I would say Tahoe. I'd be tempted to go to the Tahoe as well. Yeah. I just think, especially that, with, that it's going to be brand spanking new if you're looking at something that's fresh off the rack. Yeah, I mean, there's two schools of thought, isn't there? You always Do you go for the car that's been around for a bit, it's trusted, somebody that has yeah. to buy it, or do you just take a chance and go on the new one? Always take a chance and go on the new one. <laughs> you see, I would say, hold on, think yeah. twice. But at the end of the day, the, the Tahoe's got a great pred- pedigree here. And you know, are they? Are, is Chevy going to take the chance to to alienate that whole audience of car buyers and truck buyers who who love no that? No chance at no, all. No chance Chev- at all. Chevy has been out here for so long, and their cars have. If you go up to Saudi, you will yeah. see nothing but Chevy Tahoe's running around and, what, and what, Suburbans. And what are the undercover police driving these days when they're when they're chauffeuring around VVIPs? Tahoe's. They're not driving Kia Sportages. They're, no, they're With not. All driving, due respect to the little Kia. They're not driving Armadas either. They're yeah. driving Tahoe's. They're driving because when you need to carry eight people in reasonable luxury, <laughs> in truck-like luxury, yeah. And you want to know that if you've got to mount some curbs and and head over some dirt, oh, it'll do it. It'll, it'll do, do it. it. Not it'll that the Armada it. won't. Neither of them are hardcore off-roaders. I mean, off-road yeah. is your priority. Get something smaller and more nimble. Yeah. But you're not going to go off-road in an eight-seater. You know what? I've seen I've seen Tahoe's off-road, and they just had so much power. It's just power through. It, it kind of breaks the dunes. <laughs> Yeah, the dune surrenders and the Tahoe <laughs> goes through it. So, yeah. 
So if we're talking about Armada versus Tahoe in this studio tonight, we both agree. Yeah, I know, right? Now, what are the chances of that? I, I don't think we've ever agreed on any vehicle. Because nobody else is here. <laughs> I, I yeah, think the other two were just have, interference. But have we ever agreed on a vehicle? Nope. I don't think we have. Nope. First time. Nope. There we go. Yeah. Max is on master control. Note that down, Max. First time Imtishan and I have agreed on a vehicle without even, a, you know, no asterisks be, behind that agreement. This has got to stop. you got to start disagreeing. <laughs> I don't like this feeling. <laughs> this is Car Talk. Get your comments in right now. Imtishan's here from MotoringEmmy.com. Go check them out. All of the car essentials. You need some reviews. You want to know if something's a hunk of junk or if it's awesome. The reviews are there. And if you if you don't want to tool around on the webpage, then go you know hit the bumper and stuff and the kick the tires on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Yeah, mostly go. Instagram because I do like Instagram. I'm starting to get the hang of Instagram now. It yeah. is interesting. Yeah, Instagram's a lot of fun. Yeah. Qu- quick question. Nissan Patrol. Is it a good investment? What, in terms of what? As a blue chip stock? <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's a bit of an interesting question because what perspective are you coming from? No car is a good investment. Every yeah. car loses money. Yeah, and you, you got stung beautifully on your 86. Thanks for that. I had yeah. just forgotten about it. The, it was, was 40,000 dirhams yeah. I lost on that car. Plus the investment of all the add-ons that you did. So it's a, it was an like even 100,000, <laughs> I think, at the end of it. I mean, that was just stupid on my part. But you, you, know, know, you know better. But anyway, it was a fun car. Was it? Was it? Yeah, it was. Um, but no, I think that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. You're not going to make money on a car. And if you think you're going to make money on a car, you really need to get a new financial advisor. Okay, so let's take the Nissan Patrol as an investment in a different way. Mm. Is it something that if I put my... I don't even know how much a Patrol costs. I just love the look of them. About 180 to 300 so depending for, on your point of view. Okay, so for that chunk of change... Am I going to be getting this thing repaired a lot? Is it going to cost nah, me? No, it's not going to cost you a lot of money to keep yeah. running. It is so very is some, popular right now. Is it something that I could drive for, you know, yeah. seven years? And the word for that is TCO. It's total cost of ownership is what you're yeah. looking at. And the patrol as a whole is not going to cost you a lot to run. It's going to be fairly reasonable resale. Yeah. Not as good. I know some people won't like to hear it. Not as good as arch rival Land Cruiser really? because that it's thing is, that is a blue chip investment is the Land Cruiser because those things don't depreciate. It's a bit nuts, but they don't do... Why? Why? (sighs) It's a good question. It's a good question. it's a Land Cruiser. It is a Land Cruiser. They simply do not depreciate. And because their their reputation for longevity is incredible. I mean, these things can run 400, 500k on the original motor and take a heap load of abuse. Yeah. Not to say the patrol can't, but the patrol's still new in the market. I mean, it's only been around for about four or five years. (laughs) And that's considered new by Middle East standards. So it'll do okay. I mean, you'll get your money back. You'll get your... Now, let's just clarify. We're talking the new model patrol versus the patrol... I'm talking every patrol, to be honest. Even the old ones are pretty good as well. They're good cars. And they're not going to cost you a lot to run. And you'll get your money back. So as far as I'm concerned, that's all that matters. There we go. So is it a good investment? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The old Lexus LS400 series... Uh, 1992 to 2000. This this texture is saying, look, I see a lot of these around, a lot of Emiratis, a lot of airbags, pads are driving them. What do they love about these cars? You know, do you know, do you know what makes them so popular? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, LS400 is like the unofficial um, young Emirati car of choice. I think in a lot of ways. A couple of reasons for that. A, it comes with a great big V8. Out of the box. It is a fantastic V8 that you can run on Pepsi and Coke if you need to. I mean, those things are incredibly reliable. Uh-huh. Secondly, 
because they're all imports. I mean, they're all U.S. imports. There are a few GCC cars that the dads have handed down or whatever, fine. But generally, you can pick one up for about 20, 25,000 dirhams. That's a lot of money. That's not much money yeah. for a big old V8. And it is comfy. Yeah. It is comfy. And it, it runs forever. So, yeah, that's why it's popular. It's cheap, easy to run, and it looks cool. And let's face it, when you're on the highway diving up the fast lane, <laughs> it's always the LS400, it's isn't it? It's always the guy who's flashing his lights at me, and he goes it's by. always it's, the LS400. It's a, it's a two, 2,000-year model. I'm going, that thing's ancient. Yeah. And, yeah, he's flying. Oh, you know it's you know it's <laughs> tough when the guy comes up in the 89 car, the original 89 car, and then you're like, yeah, okay, he's serious. <laughs> the older it is, the more frightening it is. But they're good cars. I mean, yeah. this, I mean, you think about the cars that those cars came out at the same time in 89 and 90 or two th- what mercedes from 2000 would you give any respect to now in an e-class or s-class you'd be like, that's just an old mercedes but a lexus ls in this country you'd be like yeah that's fine i'm not gonna mess with that guy he's clearly going somewhere in a, in a turn of speed yeah they were kind of boxy back then they still are boxy they still are, boxy. They still are very boxy. to be honest with you the new one that came out and there is an all new one that came out. Nobody seems to have noticed. It takes about 10 years for that to become, you know, the appropriate 25,000 price. Yeah. But they haven't changed. And why change a good why thing? Change, yeah, they know. Right. They yeah. Little I mean, tweaks on the interior, little tweaks here and there. But people like it because of what it is. So don't mess with something that works. And the thing about the Lexus is, if you're going to cover your 100,000 kilometers a year, if you're doing the big commute and you're going to Abu Dhabi, you're from yeah. Russell Khaima, yeah. what is more comfortable than a Lexus LS? Yeah. What has a better ride? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if you're you're in the back, it's even better. But if you're driving, these are effortless cars. Mm. Effortlessly comfortable and great fuel economy as well for a big V8. So, yeah. There we go. That's the reason LS400s are so popular. Please write in owners (laughs) if you disagree. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay, Chris has come through. He says, thanks, guys. I will check out the Opal. Heard good things about the Ford... uh, Ford... Ford... S-Max. S-Max. S-Max, yeah. I was wondering, is that, that's what we're It's not the Smacks. <laughs> that's what I was going. That sounds like a chocolate, but it's that's not the Smacks. Okay, S Max. Uh, all right. Looking forward to dumping my monster truck. Aspire to a Jags, uh, Jaguar XF Super Brake. Sport uh, Brake. Yeah, sport Brake. Do you know what? Sport that's break. a nice choice, the Sport Brake. If you had the money, yeah. but maybe you don't, with no, no insult intended. Uh, no sport Brake. Sport Brake is one good looking motor. Hmm. I mean, Jag has done the impossible. Jag has come from being this old fuddy-duddy brand to yeah. being this really good-looking, youth-oriented in, brand in, now. In not How so they many did years. It. And they just did it kind of, you know, over a very, very short period of time. Yeah, I mean, almost, the, I think the last one, basically from around 2008 onwards to now, which is not yeah. a long time to turn the brand's perception around. And they are cool. They're driven by cool people. I mean, that's, why Chris, want, that's why Chris wants one. He's yeah. in Abu Dhabi. He's cool. Yeah. Because the thing about XF is, or as opposed to say an, uh, a Mercedes E-Class or a 5 Series, those are those are getting on a bit. Those cars yeah. are, you know, very serious people. But yeah. the XF is driven by cool people. The Jags yeah. are driven by cool people. Who it's because they rounded them a little bit. They they <laughs> took away some of that square. Not don't get past that small blip where everything kind of looked like a Ford Taurus. That yeah. was a that was that a, wasn't wise. That was, no, that was a sad day. But yeah. it, it's changed. And it's changed nothing for the against better. to the Ford guys. Nothing, nothing against looking like a Ford Taurus, but not that year model. No, not that particular <laughs> one. Not, not that one. I mean, the thing about the XF as well is they've got some pretty modern engines. They've got supercharged engines. They've got turbocharged. Yeah. They've got the technology, so they are bang up to date. Now I want to know why Chris isn't opting for, say, a Hyundai Genesis. 
See that because it's not available in the UK. Is it not in the UK? I don't believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, I think the XS go. is a big, X, the big car for the UK Genesis. Okay. He's, the S Max is an interesting I, car. I saw so some. I saw some images though of the the Genesis 2015 year model. Yeah. The little changes on it. I wasn't sure what I was looking at at first. What did you think you were looking at? I didn't. I have no idea. Just even just the badging on. They made a big change to the car, and I, I'm I, still getting to grips with the front end. But I, I know I, I like it. But I wasn't sure what I was looking at at first. I'm going, what is that? A Chrysler? Is that was that a Bentley? What am I it's, looking it's at? It's definitely here? more purposeful and it's more assertive, which is not something that the Koreans were known for because they were always yeah. kind of bland, you know, middle of the road cars. And now the Koreans are taking risks and saying, okay, this is Korean style. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And that's a big risk, but I think it's going to pay off because all their cars right now are doing so well. Mm. I mean, there's nothing you can really say about them. And the cohesive design on top of that, which is a lot of people like Toyota and Honda and Nissan, they struggle with that to get that family. Look at a car, one glance and say, yes, yeah. that's a Toyota because yeah. the Land Cruiser looks different from the RAV4, which looks different yeah, from the 86. Yeah, yeah. A family face is a good thing. Hyundai Kia have nailed that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You, got, you got questions about cars. Imtishan has all the answers for you. Imtishan, the other vehicle I'm seeing advertised uh, on Sheikh Zayed Road, on the other side of Wellington International School, is the Kia Chorus. And I keep looking up at that thing. See it every day. Kia Chorus. Now, that is an interesting car. Interesting car, because it's basically sort of competitor to the Hyundai Centennial, but with the body of a 5 Series or 7 Series on it. I mean, I'm not sure who buys that car, but... I applaud everybody who does. I was wondering if they were selling any. Because well, yeah, they are selling them. They're selling loads of them. But it's a quiet kind of car. It's quiet. Yeah. I mean, it's a cheaper, smarter alternative to a Lexus LS. I'm not sure if it's 100% ready to beat those cars yet, but it's a good yeah. first attempt because uh, Mr. Sheikh drove it and he wrote a review on Motoring Emmy. <laughs> and it is quite an interesting car. It's yeah. a hodgepodge of so many cars inside because <laughs> you can see the controller from the Lexus inside. You can see like a... It's, it's a hodgepodge. Yeah. But you know what? If you need a comfortable car to do the commute in... That and you have a good, lot it's of money. Va- it's good value, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's not inexpensive, yeah. but when you compare it against the Lexus and and other vehicles, well, those cars are expensive. Those cars are badged now; they're expensive. Every high end, like an S Class, is still the gold standard. But the S Class is a lot of money. Hmm. It's a lot of money, but it's a lot of car. I just can't figure out the lettering. I mean, the, the badging. On What's wrong with the badging? The S Class versus Why? the the C Class versus the CLKs and. <laughs> It's it's just big, it's different sausages, man. But the thing about the S class is, is there some rhyme or reason to that badging? No, no, no. don't be okay. silly. The, the thing that gets me about the S class is it is a superlative machine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't driven one, but from all accounts, it is. Well, well, very, how do you know that? People I trust have driven it, okay. and they tell me it's very, very good. Now, but okay, fine. You never expect a Mercedes to be bad. It's not going to be, be bad. It's They've very got a door closed designer. You know? Exactly. But the interesting thing, the interesting thing that gives a character is, if you ever look at the steering wheel of the S-Class, the new one, the brand new one, okay. you think, okay, this is a top end. I mean, the interior is better than some Bentleys I've been in. I mean, it is top of the line. But, but when you look at the bottom of the steering wheel, it has Mercedes-Benz <laughs> written on the bottom of the steering wheel in the kind of font that you used to see on, you know, Word in the 90s. And I'm like, why did you do that, Mercedes? We knew it was such a classy car, and then why did you have to have Comic Sans, basically, as the font of a Mercedes? You know it's a Mercedes. Why did you need to be reminded of that? 
such a small detail, but you're looking at it all oh, the time. Oh. So you either love the fact that it's in your face, but you, when you look out, you don't you see some hood ornaments? And oh, the hood ornaments. You see the, the old gun sight down the front yeah. of the front, and that is the best thing about that car. They didn't get rid of it. The temptation must have been there to, you know, get eke out a few more miles yeah. per gallon. But that is the sole reason you buy an S-Class, to see that three-pointed star sitting at the end of yeah. the bonnet. And I'm really, really annoyed that they took it hard and taken it off the other cars now. Because the E-Class doesn't have it now. Uh, but you can get it if well, you... But now they've got that, that sort of built into the hood. The big emblem. one. The big, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. What's I think the point? you want to see it. And I, I wonder if they were just getting too many people stealing them off. You cars. can still get it. If you buy the base, I believe, not the Elegance, there's another model that you buy, but it's, yeah. a, it's a different trim level that gets it. And it still looks good. But yeah. everybody in the UAE right now is buying the other one. And I think, come on, guys, yeah. get it together. Go buy their other go one. Go buy it. Because yeah. that ornament, reminds, it's, it's just it's a little thing that makes you so happy when you're driving down the road. And there, how many cars these days have a, a hood ornament? Not well, too many. There's that. There's a, there's a few Mercs. There is the S-Class. There is the Rolls-Royce. Yeah. Uh, with, yeah well, course. the Phantom and the Ghost all have that. And the, oh, sorry, all of them. The Wraith also has it. That's the problem with Best Buy. I don't like Bentleys. There's nothing wrong with there's them. They're fantastic cars. No but they don't have... No. They do if you buy a Mulsanne. <laughs> so if I'm you have even, a Mulsanne, you're fine. I've never even heard of that one. <laughs> the Mulsanne is the big one. Okay. The Mulsanne is the most expensive Bentley. And it does have a wonderful hood ornament on the front. And what's it look like? Um, come on. How hard it could be to Google a Bentley Mulsanne. Yeah, okay, well, that. it's a big one. It's basically, the funny part is the Bentley Mulsanne, the top-end Mulsanne, price-wise, competes with the base Rolls-Royce, which is the Ghost. Even though the Mulsanne is more sort of size-wise comparable to the Phantom. But, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's, it's the Rolls-Royces are really expensive. <laughs> the moral yeah. of this story. Yeah. Really, really expensive cars. I've seen a couple new rolls uh, in the last couple of days, and they're just beautiful. Well, I've seen a few more rates running around Dubai, and I was lucky enough to drive that in Vienna at the launch. And, um, yeah, that's my lottery car. If you win the lottery, I want one of those. <laughs> you know, people go on about, I mean, this is a very common question. If you won the lottery, what would you buy? And everybody comes up with some trite answer. Uh-huh. Oh, I'd buy an Enzo, I'd buy a McLaren P1. No, you don't. <laughs> don't buy those cars. They're good, yeah. but you can't drive them every day. What are you going to do with those cars? Yeah. Go buy a Rolls Royce. Go buy, you, and you just look good. And then when you're done, you put it, keep it in the garage, and your grandkids will take that thing out. Yeah, you don't put that car into Bizzle. No. <laughs> Speaking of Dubizzle, Dubizzle versus doing a trade-in. What's your thought? Ooh. So can I be controversial? Yeah, of course. Uh, when I was selling my car into Bizzle, and full marks to the boys at Dubizzle, because you, know, you all get a lot of interest. Yeah. The trouble is... The kind of people who call you is just so much of a pain that I, I gave up and traded it in because I couldn't deal with it. It was just a lot of tire kickers, a lot of test pilots. That was my yeah. personal bugbear. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can still find a good... I mean, you can still cast a rebizzle. It's fine. Yeah. But it is a lot. It's, it's like selling it through any classified service. It is a bit of a hassle. Be prepared to have calls and people starting off with last price. Yeah. And you know, big, big tip. When people start off with last price, they're not buying the car, folks. They are not buying the car. They're just going to waste your time. However, I did sell my, my Miata a few years ago to a person who started that, but basically he was very polite about it. It was a different strategy. He said, I've got this much to sell it. Can you accept this? If not, I'll come and buy it. I'll come and have a look at it and we'll sign up right there. And to me, that was fair. Yeah. No haggling. He said, this is what I've got to spend. And I was like, okay, fine. That seems acceptable. We did the deal. But people who say, what's your last price? Well, <laughs> they have one number. You have another number. Yeah. And then never the two shall meet. Uh-huh. Here we go. Imtishan. 
As always, great pleasure to have you in here. MotoringMiddleEast.com is where people can find you. MotoringME.com if you want to go the easy way to get there. Instagram, great photos. I personally love your Facebook presence. I think that is the cat's meow. You guys have content. The cat's meow, like the 1920s. That's it. You guys have so much content up. This is what I... I'm, like, when do you sleep? Because What's that? there's constant... But I am a vampire. Doesn't everybody know that? Yeah. But the, the three of you guys, you know, really the two of you who do all the writing. <laughs> two and a half. Where's Fraser? Fraser? Where is he? No, He's he, in the conflict zone yeah, right now, yeah. but yes. But, but you know, between the three of you, you get some really great content up there. The reviews are spectacular. I told you know, it's it's, it's a who's who of uh, finding out about vehicles. Listen to this show, you get the you get the sense of where things are going because we don't always agree on things either. Yeah. And it's it's a great way. Stay to tuned. This week we'll be doing the uh, of course there'll be pull the full review up the Cherokee. Um, and I'm off to Spain literally in the next half an hour to drive the 650s McLaren. You may collect your jaws off the floor yeah. and send your hate mail. There we go. Facebook, MotoringMiddleEast.com. Check them out. Thank you very much for coming in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.